Welcome back to Love Valley. This is Allie. If you're new to the podcast, here's the lowdown. We call this the Valley of Love because it's a place where people share expansive ideas about how they love. Their lovers, their bodies, their thoughts, their lives. It is a wellness world. Today we're going to be talking about gut health and tips for your physical body. But until then, let's break into our segments. I have a whole laundry list of current loves right now, which I guess means it's a very lovely life to live. First is my notion. I'll make a little video about this on my Instagram. If you want to follow me, if you don't already, it's at Allie Wellbeing. Notion is a platform I used my first semester of college to keep me organized. And on mine, I have a template that gives me a breakdown of all of my classes, all of the things I need to do every week, my coursework, my readings, my topic I'm studying that week. I also have my school schedule mapped out, what times I have all my classes, what rooms they're in, yada yada. And then I have a master checklist, and this is my favorite part of Notion. It is this humongous laundry list of every single assignment due the whole semester. And so at the beginning of the semester, I go through my canvas, look at all of the material I'm supposed to study, all the assignments I'm supposed to do, and I plop them into my Notion. And it's so satisfying. This is definitely not sponsored by Notion. I just love the platform and want to share it. So for any students or anyone who really loves organization, you can create one. It's super easy. It's free. And there are t- um, sorry. There are tons of options. You can make it all your own. Put pictures in there. Make a little vision board for your wallpaper on Notion. Have a lots of fun little widgets. It's really cool. So it's my first current love. My second is A Star is Born. I watched that with Tristan this week. I've seen it once before. It's so magic. It's just such a good movie. I love the music. I like the music that Jack sings. I don't love the poppy music Lady Gaga sings in it. But Jack's music is amazing. I love the story of it. And I love Jack's character. He's so... He's so melancholy, but tender-hearted. It's really, I don't know. It's just touching and heartbreaking. So, that's another reco. I'm really into white peaches right now. I had one when I was over at my in-laws, and it was just yummy yum. A little white peach. And they were on sale at Smith the other day, so I bought a ton more. Ooh, okay. I've also been talking to a new friend at my new job. This week, I started my new job, which is, of course, another love of mine. I have been in the English department office, running things to different faculty members, delivering everyone's mail, just doing sweet stuff, um, helping walk-ins. And I'm sure it will get a lot crazier once school starts, but it's been nice and easy. And very lovely. I love the people in my office. One of them is named Annie. And her and I were talking about... I don't know how it happened. We were talking about crystals. And it just popped up. She had really bad back problems. And she was talking to a geologist from the university. And he told her about this green rock. 
oh, I remember how. Someone walked in and complimented her necklace, and she said, this is a crazy story, I have to tell you. This little sliver shard from a green rock was in her necklace. It was just wrapped around her neck. Um, she said that when she was having terrible back issues, she has scoliosis, the geologist told her that different rocks have different frequencies. And he said, you need to get this rock. Get it in a ball, a little sphere of this certain crystal. And put it in hot water and then lay on it. And it healed her back. It was insane. And a little shard broke off of it. She loved that rock so much because it had done so much for her. So she put it in a necklace. Isn't that the most tender thing? So we had a really good ch um, chit chat about different energy healings and crystals and stuff. And it was just interesting because in an academic environment, I feel like these types of wooey wooey things I'm into get brushed off very quick because they want science. But I have always been, in my college career, applying these little wooey beliefs and then backing them by science and writing about them. When people want me to write essays for classes about whatever I want, I always write about random wooey wooey. Like last semester, I wrote my final essay on why energy healings are backed by science and how a Yale doctor had this entire program where they would do Reiki healing in hospitals and watch how it healed people. And there was no explanation for it except for it's woo-woo. And I love that. So it was really interesting to hear from her and hear how a geologist from the university was the person who recommended crystals to her. I've been getting really into crystals again. I will have to post a little clip of that too. I cleansed all my crystals. I've been doing my little spells. It's been really sweet. So that's a big current love of mine. My song right now is Remember Why You Fell in Love by Natalie Madigan. It's so magic. It has this thing to it that it's like an electric song. It's like listening to Driver's License for the first time. I know that's a huge popular poppy poppy song, but listen to this one. And my last current love is daydreaming about fall. I've been working on my fall vision board, even though I just got my summer pictures in mm, July. And I don't know. I'm already daydreaming about fall. I love finding all of those cute little photos on Pinterest. I love to indulge in this chilly weather. It's been rainy. It's been so rainy. And a little bit chilly. I love wearing my sweatshirts again and my sweats. I'm excited to get all my sweaters out of storage. It's such a good feeling. Next segment is our Win Winjin Wish. This new bad boy. So, of course my win is my new job. I love the silly environment. I like having my own space and my own desk. I asked Tristan. I said... <laughs> Tristan's so sweet. Tristan is the hero this week because if you haven't seen on my Instagram, he was so cute. The other day, I don't remember what happened. Oh, we were trying to go somewhere and I had planned it out and we got there and it was closed. And 
we had brought his siblings and his older sister who had her baby who was crying the whole car ride he got really tristan got really stressed out in the car because the baby was crying it was just loud and overwhelming and we'd driven all the way into town and then it was closed and we had to turn around and the baby was still really upset so he was super just silly upset and he was like why didn't we check why didn't we call ahead of time and he had a fit and i just ignored him if he has these little like rages i just stonewall him it's so bad and it's so funny and i'll never stop i just do not talk to him if he gets mad then even if it's just for a second i'll just go quiet and we were driving home and he texted me i was in the back seat and he said i'm sorry i was mean and i just i was looking at my phone and i didn't respond i knew he saw me see it and not respond this is my evil method and then we get home and i know he's gonna like chase me into the house while everyone else goes into their house and i run into my house and then i just completely ignore him again i start cleaning compulsively and ignoring him and then he's apologizing and he's like i'm so sorry i freaked out for no reason it was such a dumb thing to get upset about it wasn't your fault whatever he's trying to give me hugs and i just turn away and keep walking and then he tries to hug me again turn the other way walk away i'm so naughty and i i just tease him like this i lay on the couch and he comes over and he's hugging on me and i break my composure i can't tease him anymore and i just start laughing and i say there's only one thing you can do and he said what and i said give me a gift and i was just kidding i was like give me a blue flower and then he i don't remember what he said he was like are those even real because i always tell him how there actually aren't any blue flowers that's a whole other story i need to talk about is this little manifestation i've been doing we'll talk about it in a second he's like is that real how am i supposed to get you that i don't know i'll have to make it work and then we were joking around we just moved on with our lives but then my nail lady texted me and she said she had a cancellation the next day and i said tristan i know what i want for my gift and he said what and i said get my nails done for me tomorrow and he did he he did he just venmoed my nail lady so i could get my nails done because he had this tiny little fit that fit cost him 55 dollars, and so <laughs> it was so cute i went in and he venmoed her ali's nails and it was adorable it just melted my heart so he's been a champ that's another win this week was getting my nails done they were like two months old i've had my little key lime florida honeymoon nails for so long so those are fun my wind right now is how unconscious my breath has become i've been i'm very passionate about breath work this is something we're going to talk about today i'm going to make a note of it right now breath work magic okay so i've always been a big believer in deep breaths and oxygenating your body and 
in fulfilling the lungs capacity i saw a statistic i don't remember where it was i don't know if it's true i'm not going to vouch for it but i wouldn't be surprised if it was it said that we only use 30 percent of our lungs capacity in our normal breathing and i think it's vital to breathe deeply and i just haven't been lately i've always had a little bit of an issue breathing um my nose is kind of funk like it is just a goofy nose my dad has a super messed up nose he's always making a noise he's like (laughs) like i can't make the noise it's so bad but he has a crazy nose it just runs in the family my grandpa had asthma i don't know when i was little i think i had like a quarter asthma not even sure but i've never been a great breather i'm a mouth breather at night I trained myself to close my mouth when I slept because when I was in high school, I had braces and I had a tongue thrust. I, when I would swallow, I'd push my teeth into my tongue because I have a really small mouth. And so I trained myself to sleep with my tongue on the roof of my mouth because that's what I had to do to train myself not to tongue thrust. And I had these little things on my teeth called spurs. They're little metal spikes that stick up from my bottom teeth. And I had to make sure I didn't, it would like hurt my tongue if I would kick my teeth with my tongue. And those had to train me. I wanted to kiss this boy. And so I ripped him out of my mouth one day. That's the funniest little story. I showed up to my orthodontist. And I got my braces off like that month. But he said, where did your spurs go? And I said, I ripped him off. And he said, why? And I said, I wanted to kiss this boy. (laughs) And I hated those things. They were so bad. But they worked too good to the point that now I don't breathe when I'm sleeping. And I'm going to have, what's it called? Sleep apnea at age 20. (laughs) And so... I've been trying to practice my deep breathing again and my mouth breathing again. I don't care if I'm a mouth breather. I don't care if I have bad breath for the rest of my life as long as I can breathe. And my jaw doesn't hurt. My jaw always hurts now and I clench my teeth really bad now. It's something I'm working on. So that's a big one for me. My big whinge is that I haven't been breathing well. I have a lot of pain in my jaw and in my teeth because I clench them. In the fall, it got to the point where my ear like stopped working. I couldn't hear very well. And I went to the doctor and he was like, it's because you're clenching your teeth probably. Tristan had told me the exact same thing. Could have skipped the doctor's appointment. So I've been trying to train myself out of that. It's been a little tricky, but I'm just a little bothered by it. My wish is that I can bring all of my manifestate. I fumbled there. All my manifestations to life. I wish I can bring all of my little wishes to life i have this big list i've been reading listening to make it happen by jordana levine she's an amazing lady i love her she does this podcast that i've listened to forever the middle i've talked about it every week practically she also does one called lunar lover and lunar lover is about all the different moon phases each month it's a little guide to what the astrological significance is of each phase well just full and new moon and sometimes special events that are going on in the stars they're both really amazing podcasts 
and I wanted to read this book for so long. So I got it for my August Audible and it's been really good. It's all about manifestation. The first little step, because it's an action book at certain times, is to write down five big, big things you want to manifest. I think you do a free write first. You write down free, just however long you want. I can't remember if there's a time limit or anything. You don't stop writing and you just write about whatever it is that you desire in life. And then you look at it and you pick out the five big ones. And then you think of five actions that you can apply to those to help make them happen. This whole premise of the book is that manifestation isn't just sitting there and hoping and thinking and looking at a vision board and dreaming about what will happen in your life because you manifest it. It's about actually applying action as well. And so I did that. I wrote down my five. I planned out the actions. I wrote down what feeling I'm looking for from each of those. I've been doing more and more steps and I have more and more to do as I finish the book. It's been really, really sweet. And I've just been hardcore manifesting these lately. And so my wish is that I can be motivated and inspired to roll these manifestations in. Do whatever it takes. Okay, that's the intro. It's already 20 minutes in, but it feels like that was so short. Well, let's start first let's talk about my own gut health story so I was a I don't know I was a crazy child and one little quirk about me was that I was mildly intolerant of dairy I would just have these little lactate pills and most of the time, I didn't give a shit enough to actually take them, but I would just eat stuff and get a tummy ache. And I'm not exactly sure where it started. I have a couple different theories. I've obviously been into health and wellness for years and years, and so I've run into a lot of different stories about gut health, um, articles about it, different studies about health in general, all kinds of stuff. And this episode's going to be a compilation of the lessons that I've learned that I think are pretty universal. Before I continue on my gut health story, let me talk on that for a second. In this episode, we're going to do some basic ground level advice for people who are just starting out in their health journey, in their wellness journey, whatever. Just trying to pick up some basic wisdom. We're also going to do some deeply personal big time lessons that might not be as common i don't know we'll just see but i don't know how it applies to you whether it's something you've heard a thousand times whether it's brand new but i'm just going to try and share some stuff that i think can help everybody reach a big audience back to the gut health story i when i was a baby and i would cry my dad would just give me ice cream and i've always joked about it that's where my ice cream addiction came from i love ice cream i'll never get over it it's so yummy that's the treat tristan and i always have in our freezer it's our thing and he's exactly the same i fell in love with this family when i saw that when they get a bowl of ice cream they shove that bowl full 
his mom, his sister, everybody. They go through ice cream as quick as I do. And I knew those are my people. Because my mom would always just get like half a cup, the serving size, two thirds of a cup, the serving size. But I would pound that stuff. I would just melt into it. Like that container would be gone in days. If there's ice cream in the freezer, I'm going to have it every day. It's not the kind of thing that sits in there, like a toaster strudel or a pie. And I'm a dessert every day kind of girl too. So of course I want my ice cream every day. If I'm going to have anything, it's going to be ice cream. I know of a couple people who developed allergies because they had too much of something. I think. This is at least what I've heard from different people's experiences. I don't know anything about this medically, scientifically. My stepdad, he was totally fine all growing up. And then he just, he would eat so much dairy. And he developed this insane allergy to dairy where he couldn't have anything or it would swell up his throat completely. It would give him the craziest stomach aches. It was so severe. And his theory was that it was because he had just eaten too much of it, that his body became intolerant of it. So maybe that's where mine came from. I have a different theory for me, which makes a little more sense and I think is backed by more science. And that is that I was on strong antibiotics when I was little and it effed me up. And this is something that happens to a lot of people. It's pretty common. People will get blasted with antibiotics to fight some infection and then they will just their gut health dies because it kills all of the good bacteria. So here's a tip. Antibiotics, in case you don't know, they are sometimes probably really necessary. The only thing that's going to kill a certain infection, but they will kill all of your good bacteria and all your bad bacteria. If you're trying to fight this little bug in your belly, in your arm, in wherever, you take the antibiotic It might kill the bug, but it's going to take a lot of healing afterward intentionally to get you back to normal because your body functions with all of this good bacteria, especially in your microbiome, in your gut. And when you take in that absolute atom bomb and it wipes out your whole microbiome, You have to start so fresh. So then you might find that your immune system is kicked. It's not very strong anymore. You might find that you develop certain allergies. You might find that you're experiencing different types of mental strife, anxiety, depression, different things. Because your gut health is connected to everything. It's your tree of life. And I find that interesting. If you remember my might have been my first episode of season two that I did this summer. I talked about I did this meditation where I went down into my tummy, in my mind, and there was a tree in there. And it was my soul. And I find it interesting because I always think of the stomach as a tree too. It's like the whole kingdom begins at that tree, like in adventure time. (laughs) Forget I ever said that. 
and you have your roots in your stomach and they branch out into everything else that's your bloodstream you have these big branches up in the top those go into your mind that's where you have all of these big leaves and nests and different thoughts that fly in little birds all kinds of stuff and so if you blow this place up with your atomic bomb then you kill the tree and maybe there's a like a sapling you might have left over just this tiny little seed that you can use to plant a new one and you just stick it in the ground or it's already in the ground but unless you nurture it it's not going to grow and your body might have some long lasting issues and they manifest in all different ways if you want to know more you can look it up just how important your gut health is so i had this little allergy after i had had all of these antibiotics to fight different little infections i'd had lots of bladder infections and i think i had a kidney infection and then i had ear infections when i was little i just kept getting these and so i would be really sensitive to dairy and i would just eat it i'd be i'd just get a tummy ache and deal with it and sometimes it'd be really bad but i just didn't give a shit because i was a kid and then when I was in high school, it got really, really bad. After that, I'd already been like into a lot of tricky stuff with my health, restrictive and binge eating and whatever. Then I, I thought, you know what? I'd quit the restriction and I had just been eating whatever, not worrying about it at all. And eventually I got to a point where I'd eat really normally and I wouldn't need to eat in excess or feel bad about what I was eating I just eat and it was intuitive again and that was amazing it just happened and then I I don't know after that I mean my body was just really effed up after I'd been so hard on it with those cycles and my junior year of high school I had a lot of struggles with it I wasn't concerned about like eating clean I just ate very naturally whatever I wanted to and I am I've always been like a lover of fruit a lover of natural foods um I always have fruit in my diet but I didn't really know exactly how to feed myself for fuel I would just eat so then the end of my junior year I got really really sick and I just, my body wasn't working right, and my stomach wasn't, and I went to the ER, I came back, they had no idea what to tell me, they didn't know what was wrong with me, I came home, and I thought, okay, I've got to do this, I'm done, like, that was my wit's end, I'm gonna fix my body, whatever it takes, so I did lots of research into gut health, into how to feed myself, I just tried to eat as clean as I could, um, from what I could understand was clean. To me, back then, clean eating was a lot of fruits, a lot of whole foods, and less processed foods. I would still have, like, granola, and I don't really know what I thought about processed foods back then, but I was just not eating fast food as much, not eating junky food and junky treats as much, just a little cleaner my beginning of senior year things were going really well 
I was I was kind of like waking up every morning at five because I'd go to bed at eight the night before and I'd wake up at five and I would walk into the kitchen, grab myself a bunch of berries, my favorite granola from Sam's Club, if you know the one. I would take it back to my bed and journal and read and write and eat that. And I'd always have a little buy drink there. I would have like the big coconut ones, the packs of them. And I would have like the coconut pineapple, coconut, whatever else there is, regular coconut. That would be my morning routine. Then I would pack my lunch for school, take that. It'd be pretty similar fruits and maybe like a PB&J, just simple foods from what I could understand. I would eat very simply and I would walk all the time. So those were two steps, trying to incorporate a ton more fruits to I just thought fruits make me feel good and I know they're good for me they're plants and they help my digestion I'd always tried to eat a lot of fiber growing up and that was like my theory on combating my digestive issues and so I would eat my fruits I would go on walks every day for so long I got into really good shape just by walking and I would do these little home workouts too like a little squats in my bedroom hip thrusts with my resistance bands and like a 10 pound dumbbell on my hips very light easy exercises but they worked I think it was mostly the walking and just getting that movement in it was really soft I was being very soft on my body. Nothing hard. No pressure to look a certain way, to meet any specific goals. I was just trying to take care of myself. And I loved that period of time. I loved going to bed early. I would do bedtime yoga, climb in there, and just fall asleep. And I was a senior in high school. It was football season. I could have been going to football games. I did. I would always go to football games on Fridays. But during the week, I would just go to sleep early, wake up early get home, grind on my homework, be done, take care of the house, clean. Like I was just a productive little machine back then. And I couldn't figure out balance. I mean, it was hard. I felt like I was missing out on a lot. And I felt like I had too high of expectations on myself for productivity, but I enjoyed it. And it felt really good in some ways. Now I'm a lot more balanced and I like it now the way that I am, but I love to look back on that time because I was really taken care of. So those were two things that helped a lot. Another was kombucha. This is when I started drinking kombucha. I did not like it at first. It's so crazy to look back on that. I totally forget that I didn't love it at one point. I would get it and be like, "Ooh, this is so bitter and I'd choke it down. And I, and then I found a brand that was a little easier now I can drink any brand but back then some of them were really bitter and hard to get down and that really helped my digestive system this is a lesson prebiotics and probiotics probiotics are a huge part of gut health they are I think they're a bacteria certain kind of bacteria that keep things going in there they take care of your microbiome And prebiotics are the foods that fuel probiotics. So let me get a list real quick of prebiotic and probiotic foods.
Okay, so probiotic foods are foods that have beneficial bacteria for gut health. Prebiotic foods are foods that feed the beneficial bacteria in your gut. This is a little infograph from Make Parenting Beautiful. I just found this on Pinterest. Some probiotic foods are yogurt, kefir, kimchi, fermented veggies, miso, and kombucha. And prebiotic foods are asparagus, leeks, onion, garlic, banana, berries, oats, legumes, and seeds. So at that time I was eating lots of seeds, lots of bananas, lots of berries, lots of oats. These were my prebiotic foods. And I was also taking a lot of or drinking a lot of kombucha. So I was fueling my kombucha with those foods. And this was just what I was doing just to try to get better. I didn't understand prebiotics and probiotics. I just knew that they were good for me. But it really worked for me. That helped my digestive system a ton. When I got to school, college, um, when I moved here, I, well, let's pause for a second. Okay, after I graduated, I just was chilling. I was eating very intuitively, casually again, always implementing good foods, trying to do things to help myself, still struggled with a lot of gut health issues, and... I ate pretty well in the summer, pretty well in the fall. After my big heartbreak, I was having cosmic brownies and ice cream like no one's business. But I was still eating really well. And I was doing good. Felt good. When I moved to school, I was trying to eat okay and stay a little bit clean. Because I didn't want to um, put on weight when I came into school. I was really freaked out by that I was like the freshman 15 and I did put on weight when I got here I think I just met my friends we'd go out to eat a lot we would have a lot of fun I ate tons of Cheez-Its they're my favorite food we just chilled and it was so worth it it was fine the weight honestly doesn't matter um the feelings do and my body was not feeling great at that time but it wasn't anything different like I didn't notice any difference from how it had been before and then in the summer after my first semester at my university so I'd done a year of school because I did a semester at home before I moved to this town I was like you know what I really want to kick it into gear again I just want to feel good and take care of myself and so I started to be a lot more intentional with my eating eating more foods more or more fruits, excuse me, more whole foods, raw foods, um, trying to implement more protein in certain ways, just like chicken and whatever. And then I was riding my bike 24-7. So I was getting lots of movement in. And this is definitely a key I see in gut health is cardio. And I'm not a cardio bunny. Like I'm not a runner. I'm not, I used to run. I used to love it, but I just would rather do other stuff. I'm not a runner, not a biker, like a speed biker. I'm not a fast-paced, calorie-burning machine cardio person. I'm a really low-paced cardio person. So I'd ride my bike around casually. Like, I'd ride it eight miles a day, but I wouldn't go fast. I was riding it because I didn't have a car. And this did wonders for me. I really loved the 
just slow, easy movement of walks when I was a senior in high school, of riding my bike when I was a er, a sophomore in college. These sweet things, they made such an impact on me because they kept my body moving and functioning properly without exhausting me, making me feel miserable um, like most cardio would have at that point, I think. And they just were nice. They were very sustainable and something I could do every single day. And so that helped a ton. Then this is where things really hit a stride. When I met Tristan, he was this gym rat and I was like, I want to be a gym girl. And so I started lifting and lifting did wonders for me. I also got really on my wellness journey like I was super into optimizing and so that I've talked about this a thousand times but that's when I started doing my 30 fruits and vegetables a week and that is something that is held in high esteem in the gut health community because the more diversity you have in your plant foods the better your gut health works in theory and in science So that was my motivation to eat that many fruits and veggies was just to give myself as great gut health as possible. And it worked. It really, really worked. I felt my body just changing and feeling light and airy and happy and sweet. And then after Tristan and I got married, that's when I got to be like a gym rat myself. And I was super into training for growth and so I was taking my creatine I was getting my protein in tracking it and I've said it before that tracking my protein and getting enough is what has made the biggest difference in my gut health it truly healed my tummy like it gave me the best digestion I've ever had um I don't even know the science behind it that's just my experience I was never eating enough protein until this spring I would eat mostly grains as my like heavier full foods but as I implemented more and more protein it oh it just made a huge difference so it's another tip maybe this one's a little less focused on in gut health but eating your protein can help your digestion in so many big ways That's like my gut health story. Those are just the experiences I've had. And if you're someone who struggled with gut health, like if you have poor digestion, then I definitely encourage you to start out with prebiotics and probiotics. Figure out what foods you like. Make it easy on yourself. You know this is my brand. Make it easy. Find what foods you like that are prebiotics and probiotics. And then just try and supplement those into your life. And after that's become really easy, then try to work in some sort of soft cardio or even hard cardio if that's what you're into. Um, that we'll, we'll talk about that a little more later, but I'm going to say soft cardio for now to get you moving in a way that supports your digestion. I highly recommend stretching also. I do a yoga with Adrian video sometimes that is, I think it's called, what is it called? Something about tummy or belly. 
I don't know. Um, it's really good though. Working on stretches that support your stomach and help things to move around in there and roll it out. Like squeeze your tummy. That is a good little exercise for aiding in gut health. Mostly focus on your microbiome. Think about what you do in your everyday and whether or not that supports your body as a living organism. If your body is a plant, do you spray it with pesticides? Are you eating things that naturally harm it? Are you giving it movement? Like movement to the body is water to the plant. Are you fueling it or are you feeding it plastic? McDonald's is plastic. I'm a hardcore McDonald's hater. I like hate that shit. Chick-fil-A on the other hand is my weakness. I'll admit that so you can burn me at the stake if you need to. I definitely recommend doing your own research. Find whatever it is you need to. My practice in life is that when I find that I need something, I research the hell out of it and I just figure out how I can make it happen for myself. And if I'm not ready to actually put action into place, I just look at it. So if we're talking about this Make It Happen Jordana Levine book, if I'm not ready to make it happen, I will just learn about it. And eventually, I'll be ready to make it happen. I sometimes just have to get my toes in the water first and just get interested in it and find out how I can make it happen. And then it just does it on its own. Okay, let's get into some just other physical body health tips. So, we've talked a lot about gut health, but there's something else that applies to gut health. This is what I meant when I said we'll talk again about soft cardio and hard cardio. Something I've been seeing a lot working at the gym. Working at the gym has definitely given me a lot of experience in body wellness. I've seen so many different kinds of people in different practices. I've talked to so many different people about what works for them and it's given me a really well-rounded take on health and fitness. One thing I've been hearing about a lot lately, it must be the zeitgeist, is that people are overworking themselves. I have talked to a lot of friends lately who just can't seem to rest enough. And so a huge impact on your gut health is your rest. Sleep. You need to be sleeping enough. Your body digests and decompresses when you're sleeping. So sleep enough and give yourself breaks from workouts. You can't be doing this seven days a week in the gym thing. You need to allow your body to heal. Your metabolism is how your body changes food into fuel into energy and I don't know about how that applies to digestion I don't know if those are the exact same process I'm not a doctor but your digestion in my mind is the same and if you're not allowing your body to rest and do these processes that help you to have energy and growth you're not going to be healthy Rest is essential. Our bodies do it for a third of our life. And there's a reason for that. They're supposed to do it for that long. Do we actually let them? It's because they need to reset. 
Our minds need to wander. They need to work out problems in our dreams. Our bodies need to repair muscle tissues and ouchies that we get as we live these crazy human lives. And so tip number one on your health journey is get enough rest. Whatever your goals are, you will not reach them as quickly or as well. Or maybe at all if you aren't resting enough. That's just the truth, baby. Tip number two is to put on weight to lose weight. And losing weight isn't a term I like to use. I just said that because it sounds really cool. Put on weight to lose weight. But if your goal is to lean out or whatever, tone up, whatever. If you just want to... I don't know. I just, I don't like to focus on the physical, like the visual aspect of health. If your goal is to feel better and to help your body reach a certain point, then most likely you need to make sure that you've healed. If you, like I did, have issues from maybe a past of restrictive eating, binge eating, whatever, You need to heal your metabolism. You need to allow your body to process things at its own pace. I know that, like, even this summer, I've had a big problem with not eating enough. I've just been busy and not having an appetite. I've had a lot of, like, it's just been really inconvenient. And so I haven't been eating enough and I need to be. I've been trying to watch myself and make myself eat because I know and I've been living it right now. My my metabolism and my digestive system has been slowing down because I haven't been giving it enough food. I know a lot of people who don't feed their bodies enough and so their bodies end up taking way longer to di- digest and that becomes super unhealthy for their body. If you are trying to lose weight, if that's what you want, then eat enough and along with that put on weight put on muscle this scares a lot of people i know in the health community people hear this all the time put on muscle and eat enough if you're trying to lose weight but if you haven't heard it yet your body will function better when you have more muscle do some strength training mayo clinic recommends two days a week because it does wonders for the body and it helps you to build muscle. Muscle burns more calories than fat at rest. And so if you are lifting in the gym, when you go home and you go to sleep, your body is burning more calories. And it also helps you to increase this output. So if you are working on progress in the gym, If you start to like lifting and you're like, I want to go harder. I want to push heavier. I want to lift more weight. Then you'll be able to burn more calories in that exercise as you lift more and more weight. And you just improve. You improve your body. As you put on this muscle also, you need to be eating your protein so that you can support the the building of muscle. And you can grow. Also... If you're looking for a figure, if you're talking about the visual aspect of fitness, as you put on muscle, your figure 
it's just supported it you can target certain areas if you want to have an hourglass figure put on muscle on your booty and on your shoulders and your on your upper body because then your waist might stay exactly the same size but you'll have more curve that's just simple i've loved that about weightlifting i have noticed major improvements in my bum and the crazy part is this summer i took so much time off of lifting but i went back in the gym just as strong i maintained my muscle because i was like going every now and then i would do a lower body workout but i have been my bum was growing even when i wasn't lifting at all and up until this point in my life i had no bum ever and no muscle in my bum at all so it's been really nice to maintain that progress even when i've taken a break and it just helps my body it just feels good i always recommend a good lift if you've tried things in the past if you grew up in the generation of pinterest workouts that are just like 100 burpees whatever or the magazine diet era or whatever era you grew up in all the fitness fads those are bs they're all dumb and cardio hard cardio i'm just not a believer in it i think it just stresses the body too much back to that idea of rest when you stress out your body it's working against your goals not toward it you want to be supporting your body lifting weights supports your body just helps you get stronger as long as you're not going too hard too often and rest supports your body walks casual bike rides support your body these kinds of things that are intuitive and easy and they don't kill you every time you do it they help you to make long-term improvements so i recommend them and this idea of like the hard cardio that you need to be burning a thousand calories a day it's not true you need to be raising the amount of calories you burn at rest because that's actually sustainable and it's not hard on your joints and your mental health. Now let's talk about the breath work. So your breathing, the amount of oxygen you have in your body at a given moment is involved in major processes for your health. Research this. Look at the benefits of breath work and the processes that your body does with oxygen. It's so vital. Like your body takes food, combines it with oxygen, and that's how you get energy. It's so crazy. I need to take some deep breaths. I've been not breathing. I've been talking so fast this whole episode. So that's something I've been really believing in and wanting to apply as a health tip. Is make sure that you are taking in these humongous breaths. People always say make sure you breathe during your workouts. That is definitely essential. But throughout your whole day, breathe deeply. Give it a big inhale, big exhale. Let's do one. Ready? Inhale. Exhale. Again. I love that. It's good for your mental health. It's good for everything. It's amazing. So work on your breaths. 
if you want help with your health, then find some buddies. Find people who motivate you. Like I said, when I moved to Logan, I was best friends with just fun people. We would have fun. And we would go to the gym. I didn't know what I was doing. And we would just kind of goof around. And I'd walk on the treadmill for a while, whatever. But when I started working at the gym, when I met Tristan, those things made the biggest impact on my own health. Because I was around people who were taking care of their bodies. So surround yourself with people that you want to be like. If you have a goal that's really important to you, be in a group of on Facebook or whatever where people are doing those things. You can join um, online forums about health. Go on Reddit. Or like online is a great way to surround yourself with different ideas. If you're watching um, different videos, as long as they don't make you feel bad about yourself. If you're watching different videos about people who inspire you, about different people's workout routines, um, learning about stuff, learning about what you're interested in, learning about what people eat that helps their gut health, what people eat that helps them put on muscle. Focus on adding to your life, not detracting in this sense. And surround yourself in your reality with friends. Meet friends at the gym. Like go to the gym, meet friends there. Tell a girl you like her outfit. Strike up a conversation. Talk to the people at the front desk if they're friendly. Just have fun and meet people who inspire you and who are doing what you do so that you're not alone. If you're scared of that, then just listen to podcasts that inspire you. Tristan just came in and I said, Tristan, what are your health tips? And he says, have a moderate lifestyle. And that is the most him tip ever. So, I'll break that down. He doesn't want to talk to you guys right now. He just got home and he's just snuggling kitten. Wants to be alone. But, moderation. I think I talked about this a ton in my What is Wellness episode. Moderation is my favorite thing in the world. I'm still an ice cream person. I'm still a Chick-fil-A person. I, of course, believe in having moderation and I mean everybody does this is not a hot take this is the thing you hear every day figure out what that means to you figure out what you love enough what you value so much you don't want to let it go if it's your coffee in the morning like coffee's not good for your gut health but I still drink it every morning it helps my energy and it makes me happy and so that's something that I keep in moderation I try not to have like four I usually just have one coffee every day And I'll not even have a second, even though I want it sometimes. Also, be moderate in your expenses. One way to motivate yourself to have better health is to buy things that are cheaper. Fast food is expensive. Eating out is so expensive. Also, these little, like, foods at, what's the store called? Travers? Travers Joe's. Oh my gosh, this shows what a small town person I am. You know what it's called. Everyone's obsessed with it. All I can think is Travers Joe's, but I know that's not the name. Oh, I'm going to get blown up for this. Anyway, that little health food place where they have all of these pre-made healthy snacks, quote unquote, not healthy. I mean, I'm not, they're not 
super duper duper gonna kill you or anything not gonna make your cholesterol out the roof or whatever but it's much better for you to skip all of these like so-called healthy snacks that are super expensive like your halo top ice cream whatever that stuff's so expensive it's it's really crazy for the wallet and it's also just still processed if you want your treats have your treats but most of your diet keep it 80 20 have your raw foods like for my treats i go all out but then my raw foods i'm not putting crazy shit in them and i'm not buying them processed i'm buying them whole as they came to this earth so that's a big tip moderation this episode's almost to an hour and tristan's gonna be really noisy in here so i better wrap it up but i love you so so much love ally